What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 12 of a podcast about New York sports. I'm Sam Allen, joined by Matt McPhilly today, and we have a huge weekend upon us. It all kicks off today. Mets hosting the Padres, game one of the wild card series tonight. Max Scherzer against you, Darvish. We're going to start right there. Matt, what's going on? Where's your confidence level? Talk to me. Yeah, well, after having a, a little bit of time to to cool off after the Brave series, I guess when I look back at the season, you know, I, I don't see same old Mets. Um, but they certainly didn't put themselves in a good position here uh, to, to go very far. Um, like you alluded to earlier in the chat, you Darvish has killed the Mets this year. I mean, I know it's only two games, but uh, a sub one ERA in those 14 innings. Yeah, so... I'll read, I'll read the stats on the matchup today, actually, for the Mets. Uh, in two games started against the Mets, Yu Darvish has 14 innings pitched, six hits, and one run, and uh, which brings him to a .64 ERA against the Mets, which is pretty, pretty dominant against what many would consider as one of the better offenses in all of baseball. Yep. Yeah. Um, you want to you go over the, the, uh, the roster here that the Mets put out for this series? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so the pitchers, which is really the most important thing, and then we'll get to the Alvarez of it all. Uh, obviously, DeGrom, Bassett, Scherzer, those are your three starters. Uh, two starters did not make the wildcard roster. What do, you, what do you think about that? Why Why not have Carrasco and Walker in there? I mean, if you're going to put David Peterson in there, why wouldn't you consider using those guys as bullpen reinforcements? It's a good question, and I kind of I'm on in the same same boat as you, where I don't really understand it either. I guess what I could say is maybe, and again, no idea, and there's no report that's backing this or anything, but maybe they're just not too keen on the whole idea of introducing a, a totally new role to someone in the biggest spot, right? Like, so especially don't teams do it every year, though. It doesn't it doesn't don't teams do that every year? Well, well, yes, but also too, you could think that. They're in the wild card, right? So it's three games. Yeah. It's a three-game series. So most likely you're gonna go, and I don't think they've announced DeGrom as two, but we'll get no, into that. Haven't. That's another that's another debate we could talk about. But um I think that in a three-game series, they probably also said we don't really we're not gonna really need long guys. Like we won't we can probably get piece it together, piece the bullpen together without having to worry about because because without having to worry about a guy that can go X, like, you know, three, four innings at a time. Cause obviously the, the likelihood of Scherzer, Bassett and DeGrom absolutely just folding in the playoffs and having, and, and then the Mets needing to go to someone that can eat innings is very low in a three game series. Is it? So I, I mean, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, cause what is the least amount of innings DeGrom or Scherzer's pitched like four, five, well, you're asking them to probably go, to, to start the seventh inning. But I don't think, but in, in roster construction terms, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like that's pretty much what they do anyway. So it's not like you're asking them, like it, it wouldn't be like you're asking them to go more than what they usually do. They usually do that anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so but, the, but what I will say though, just, just to wrap up that point yeah. is I think one of them, if not both, will be added to a potential DS roster. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, just because of the, the length of the series. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the guys they're going to have to rely on, uh, Drew Smith, Joely Rodriguez, Adam Adovino, who's been great, 
Tyler McGill, Trevor May, Seth Lugo, Michael Givens, Edwin Diaz. Um, that that's all the bullpen help you have right there. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll it's get shoddy. Into the, it's shoddy at best. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just came out about an hour ago. Francisco Alvarez made the roster. Um, I understand, which is it. surprising, very surprising to me, right? Because I wouldn't think that you'd want to put him behind the plate in, no, in the postseason. Uh, I mean, if they put him behind the plate tonight, like, first of all, no way they do it with Scherzer. I don't think there's any way they do it with Scherzer. No, they won't. But isn't that the whole reason that he would have made the roster is because, well, I, I can't have McCann in there. I can't have Nito in there. Or is this just a bench bat? Well, maybe, well, maybe they're thinking is we we're not going to mess up Scherzer to ground with the catcher, but what we could do is we can put, put him with Bassett. Maybe like, yeah. Also, which, I, which, I, I guess he's, he's a better DH option than, you know, Darren. Well, Darren Ruff Ruff's on the than, roster. He Darren Ruff. I'll tell you what Darren Ruff's role is his role. And obviously he hasn't been good since they've gotten him, but his role is going to be a pinch hitter to face a lefty. Cause he's good against lefties. Yeah. Or was good against lefties at a, at a point is at a point in time. Yeah. So but, but would you think that Alvarez is, is maybe not all three games, but are they going into the series thinking that that's their DH? Well, that leads you into another conversation of where Starling Marte, because if from a, we were, we were looking at it, he can't even grip a ball. So that's another guy that needs to be on the bench, but is also a position player that that takes up a roster spot. I'm surprised he actually he made the roster for this series. I'm stu- that's the that's the stunning one because it feels like you're wasting a spot. He couldn't grip. What was it yesterday? He couldn't grip a baseball, a tennis ball. Well, I, I like, don't know, but the 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 big news was that he uh, he's gripping things, quote unquote oh, things. That's pretty hot. Yes, it is. So uh, I don't know, uh, but. And it's, it's there's a lot of like layers to that question because do I can I see them DHing him and just hoping that he can figure it out? But like, I mean, it's the playoffs. Like, who like who else are you going to DH? You're not going to DH rough. I get Vogelback, you could DH maybe. Vogelback against Darvish. Like, maybe you want the. I feel like Darvish would absolutely. Uh, he would be dominant. I feel I feel like it's going to be Vogelback just because of like. The veteran yeah. presence of probably having faced Dar- I haven't seen his numbers, but probably having faced Darvish a handful of times versus Alvarez. Yeah. Probably he obviously never faced him. So yeah, you, I mean you would think a pitcher of, of Darvish's caliber would just expose Alvarez at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would if he's the DH, I, that's a that's quite a bold move, I must say. For him to be on the roster, sure, I get it. Like Maybe he comes up in a spot late in the game for a yeah I don't I, I don't know who who who's he pinch it for? <laughs> you don't take him out for anyone, the yeah, uh, Nito yeah. or McCann, and then you yeah, right. maybe do they carry three catchers they and did. then hope that they okay. So if they carry three catchers, then maybe their hope is we can what we'll do is we can get Alvarez in for that pinch hitting or so it's like a three player move. Let's say Nito is the starting catcher. He'll start for the first seven innings, and the seventh inning when he comes up, they'll put Alvarez in, and, right. and, and then they'll just take, put McCann in. Yep, then you take Alvarez. But that's that's, yeah. that's a taxing, taxing move for not a lot of net gain, in my opinion, or at yeah. least proven net gain. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're in a bind at that position. So what else are you going to do? But like, but it's but it's like it'd be one thing to do that where it's like you're like let's say Starling Marte could only hit or something like that. It would be one thing to get Starling Marte up to pinch hit, but like, what has Alvarez proven to 
to not only take Anita a, a bat from McCann or Nito, but then also have to waste that that whole like roster spot for one at bat. You know what pressure that is on him? Like that's just let alone just being in the major leagues for a you know a week. Yeah, well, they, the Mets obviously don't believe in pressure. Uh, you know, when, obviously when you think not when they call them up. Uh, I'll go over the infield real quick. Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, congratulations on the batting title. I always felt like he was going to get one. Uh, Lindor over at short. He's a, he's then, a monster. Yeah, and then the red hot Escobar at third base. Uh, you have Guillaume, probably a late game defensive replacement type, and then you have Vogelback, probably your DH. The outfielders they carried: Marcana, Brandon Nimmo, Darren Ruff, Starling Marte for some reason, and the speedster Terrence Gore. Well, so now let me ask you this. Being that Guillaume, I mean, you see him as just a sole like defensive replacement. And I think I, I brought this up prior, but I, I and I, I've guessed this is just a baseball philosophy question that I tend to side against. But like in a t- in like a tough spot where you need a D, like why not DH Guillaume? And then if you need to put him into the field as a defensive replacement, just just lose the DH spot for like well, one time uh, around. Like I'll, in t- eight, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The Mets entire issue right now is that they don't slug. And if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna insert a guy like Guillaume into the lineup, just forget about it altogether. Well, I mean uh, that's true, but but their other options aren't slugging either. Right, but but you you can hope that Vogelback could or Alvarez could or you know. I get well. That leads me to how many games has do you feel like? Obviously, you won't know the exact number, but do you has Guillaume played first base? No, no. So who's who else has played first base other than than Alonzo? Um, Escobar. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure off the top of my head. Like McCann. Like I, I feel like just so. DHing Pete Alonso would be such a good move if they had another but, for but, someone to play right, first. But, but they don't have Dom Smith. So well, that's what I'm. But like, if they had Dom, not only would Dom Smith be a perfect DH for this team. I mean, obviously he's not a. You know, it's funny looking well, back. He'd, on he'd it. be he'd be the opposite. He, he'd be your first baseman, and you would DH Alonso. Well, well, you would think, and we thought that in the beginning of the year, but didn't Alonso sure. come out in the beginning of the year and say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm much more than a DH." Like, yes, all did. right, dude. And he's like an an average first baseman at best. Anyway, yes. not going to criticize Alonso's season. I I think Alonso's had a great season and has proven a lot of things to a lot of doubters. Anyway, uh, but what I'm trying to say is like. Isn't it funny that we everyone ridicule, ridiculed Dom Smith and said like he didn't have a home run in like two straight seasons or something crazy like that? Yeah. But then the Mets are just like don't hit home runs at all outside of Pete Alonso. Like yeah. Yeah, he kind of fits. Like, I, I heard someone say this. I forget who it was, but it's true. the The offense runs through Alonso and Lindor when they're slugging. The Mets score. Jeff McNeil's great. He, he could bat nine fifty, but. I, the offense runs through Alonzo and Lindor. So they have to be on. Yeah. That's the only no, source they, of slugging that you have. Yeah. And, and so, so that, that'll lead me into, I guess, what would you put your lineup as? Cause that'll, that, kind of, you kind of got into like having guys on for people and slugging. So what would you, what would you say your, your lineup tonight should be? Again, this is, it's Friday. So we're recording this Friday during the yeah. day. The official roster hasn't even been announced yet. So we're all, it's all speculation mostly speculation right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, Brandon Nimmo is going to remain your lead off hitter. Pete Alonzo, Lindor, uh, Escobar, Vogelback, something like that. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I so you're gonna put Vogel back as your DH? Would you say probably tonight? I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean McNeil somewhere in there, and then whoever's playing catcher. Yeah, I, I mean now. Mar- now Mar- let me Mar- ask Mar- you Mar- this. Mar- I, I did forget about Mark Hanna. Mar- Mark Hanna's in there. Back to back with McNeil, but and then what do you do with Marte? I mean, I don't think he plays. No, no, no. I he, think he doesn't play. I, I don't think yeah. he, he. I don't think he enters a game this series. I don't know which why is he's so weird. Yeah, I mean, maybe to pinch run and like maybe hopefully by game three he'll be better. But you have your pinch runner. Well, I mean, do they? Maybe Terrence, they. they... Ter- Terrence Gore is, is he's going to be like the designated pinch runner. Okay, but what if they say, okay, Marte, we know your hand hurts, but can you run? <laughs> like, and then I mean, and, like. Like seriously, like what? Like what if the hope is? Can you run the first two games, and then maybe if we have to go to the third game, you can hold the bat and play in the lineup. Is that worth a spot? I mean, is is it? You're arguing a Marte that can only run and has the hope to hit eventually versus Terrence Gore, who's only going to run. But the hope to hit doesn't even feel like a real hope. I, I well, okay, so now I agree with that, but I could just see them. Just trusting, just the trust factor too of just trusting Marte to on the bases, and you know, I feel again, and I've said I've spoken very highly of Marte in in Yankee terms, like he's he's like Rizzo, like when he's there, he just is a spark plug. Maybe they just literally have him on the bench to be like a presence, and even like I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. So, so Scherzer tonight, game two has not been announced. How would how would you attack this if you're the Mets? Can they can they afford? if they win tonight to throw Bassett out there and then if they have to play a game three, they have to play a game three. Can they afford to take risks like that, especially with the way that they're playing right now? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I am. When that was brought up, the fact that DeGrom might not start game two and they might save him for game three slash game one of the DS. I am. I'm a proponent of that, especially for the, maybe not for every team, but for the Mets, I think that they have the, they have two guys that anyone can make the argument to start game one for regardless of like what's going on right now. So if you can push someone back, if they like, if you're a Met fan and you have bat, even if Bassett loses game two, you feel good about having to Grom game three. Yeah. But, but then you're in the same situation as, as if he just started game two, except it's worse. In terms of DeGrom usage. I guess, but I guess the plus would be, if you if you win the Bassett game, which obviously they can, Bassett's not a, a hack. He's a good he's yeah. a good pitcher who's been like a little below average recently. Yeah, but he's but, had a great season. You, you can make it yes. the best three, you know, in baseball. Exactly. So to move him up to two, and then if you let's say you win one in the first and second game, uh, let me hold on before I get ahead of myself. This is assuming you win the first game because if I, th- I think if you lose the first game, you go to Grom too. 100 that, yeah, that's not like, even a question you, yeah you, I, yeah just 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 putting that out there because then you'll have scherzer lined up to go an eventual game one or even i mean do you go scherzer if you if you lose today and then win the degrom game you don't go bassett for game three what do you mean like let's say you lose tonight the mets yeah yeah and, and then you, you go to grom game two and then you win yeah. who pitches game three it would have to be bassett but like you don't think you could piece together like Scherzer and then Bassett or something like that? Or do you think Scherzer would go on two days rest? No, no, I don't. Especially now he's already complaining about his arm a little bit. 
I don't think so. That's so that's where you hamstring yourself because well, then wouldn't wouldn't the better option be to throw Degrom tonight and then hope that Degrom could go on two days rest if that's the the kind of game that you want to play? No, I don't think they want to throw Degrom on two days rest. I think I, they I think Scherzer will be much more viable to go on two days rest than Degrom. I don't know about right now, but I, I just I don't think that they would do that. I think it would it would just you would just live or die with Chris Bassett. In, in but that's but that, but which is like imagine imagine. A Met fan losing because their game was on their season was on the line on a Chris Bassett start when you have Scherzer and Degrom as your starters. I I guess that's like mismatch. That's almost like a obviously I'm not saying Bucks gonna fire, but that's like almost a fireable offense. If that if that's the case, well I I don't know. It's a fireable offense to have your third starter pitch the third game of of the series of a three game series. Uh, what your third starter when? It's not you can't just say the third game of a series because if it's the World Series, I obviously don't yeah, hate but, Bassett but, being three. But Darvish isn't gonna isn't gonna pitch. In I I, under, I understand that, but I, my thinking is I want my my ace to which the Mets have two on the mound when it's the season's on do or die. So and if the fact that the Mets have two aces, I think makes that even worse. So then maybe you just, if you win tonight, you pitch past tomorrow just for the optic then, because he's going to have to pitch a game if it goes three. He's going to have to. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying pitch around Bassett, but like, I'm not, or I'm not saying not pitch Bassett at all, or even like maybe, I mean, obviously if he had to pitch a game three, it would be a very short leash. Like as soon as, as soon as like he started to get in trouble, I feel like they would go to their bullpen matchups. Right. Yeah. Even, even like, as even like asking like Diaz to get, you know, nine outs. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, which obviously, like, why, why can't he at this point? Yeah, I would think that over the course of this series, he's probably going to enter a game in which he's going to have to get more than three outs. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I think 100%. Yeah. So I think, I guess circling back, um, I think that puts so much pressure on this game tonight because if the Mets lose tonight, they have a real conundrum, I think. There's, there's like a huge debate that could blow up in their face seriously if they lose tonight. Well, yeah, but I, I feel like that's with any with any three game set, you know. I mean, yeah, but 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 like what I guess what I'm saying is no other team has the luxury of having two absolute studs. So, but if you if you have that luxury and mismanage it, that's horrible. But I don't think pitching Scherzer then Degrom is mismanaging it. I mean, they, they pitched majority of the series, but then, no. I'm, I, I I get that. I, I get I get what you're saying when you say that when it's do or die, you, you want your one of your aces out there. But I it's pro, it's not doable if Degrom pitches tomorrow. It's just it's just not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, but but that but that's why it's such an interesting debate on who you want to start in game two. Yeah, and I think there, it's I think probably a wait the, and see. Yeah, well, I I think that's the plan. I mean, I think the plan is if we win tonight, Bassett tomorrow. If we lose tonight, Degrom tomorrow. I I feel like. And, and Buck hasn't hasn't said this, but I just I have to imagine that that's the thinking. So all right, so now let's let's wrap up the Mets with. Well, do oh, you think? Okay, well, ahead, actually, ahead. I had I had one more question I did want to ask, but my all right. Let, let me ask my question before we wrap it up. The Yankees, right? The Yankees realize let's just hit Judge one because he's our best hitter, and we want to put the pressure on their their pitching first, right? I, I spoke, obviously, we'll talk about the Yankees when we get to that series, but 
like there's so much pressure on a pitcher going. Imagine you're a pitcher, regardless of who you are, going into Yankee Stadium for game one, facing Judge in the first at bat of the game. Like that is some immediate pressure. So my how I'm going to spin this to the Mets is they have a guy who just won the batting title. Put him one, lead him off. But your, your best I've, hitter one with Alonzo two and Lindor three. I've always said that. Yeah. And I think it is, it's going to be like almost like a new wave of baseball, I guess. And I don't want to say like the Yankees are the first people to do it because a lot of teams have done it. The Yankees even wanted to bat like Rizzo lead off to start the year. I knew, but like bat your best hitter first in the playoffs and immediately put the pressure on them. That, that's yeah. how I would do it. No, I, I agree with that. I've, I've, over the last however many years, I've said that Jeff McNeil is, is the perfect leadoff hitter, but he doesn't, he doesn't bat leadoff. So like, like, and I mean, sure. There's also like, it's one thing to not like want to tamper with people because like, obviously there's something to where you hit in the order and like who's around you and whatnot. But um, I, I don't, I, for the whole year, obviously like their big proponent is like keeping the lineup the same and same guys playing the same places. They're one of those teams, but like, dude, He's literally the best hitter in the entire league, average wise. <laughs> to bat him, what sixth, fifth, see, and not get him up in the first inning. Like the fact that you can go through an inning with it without, with having to face Alonzo, and then not having to face Jeff McNeil. Like imagine a pitcher having to face McNeil, Alonzo, and Lindor in the same inning. Yeah, and especially that's because, a tough inning. Especially because Nemo has some pop. I- I'd like him up with guys on base. Yeah, put I put Nemo like fifth, fourth. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's I just don't think about it because that's not what the Mets do, and it's not what yeah. the Mets believe in, obviously. And they're not I, going I to do that. Yeah, they um, won't do that. But no, no, they won't. Back, back to the pitchers. Is there something to your game two starter knowing the the exact day that he's pitching? And Degrom might. I don't know. I don't know what happens in, in Buck's office, but mm. you don't no, think so? Not to me. Not like. Some people, yes. Like Garrett Cole, I wouldn't play with that. Yeah. I would not play, say like, hey, hey, Garrett, you might start game two or one. We'll let you know that he's not, he's not capable of doing that. DeGrom, DeGrom, I guess, and Scherzer, but obviously he's Scherzer. They announced the starting game one, but DeGrom, I feel like you could say, hey, dude, you're going to start on either Saturday or Sunday. So just stand, you know, stand pat. I don't think there's anything wrong with that in DeGrom, in the sentence of DeGrom and the Mets. Yeah. Uh, Man, I mean, I think think if they lose this series, I'm ready to say that the season was a failure. Oh, 100%. Well, 100%. uh, As as mad as I was about the Brave series, I get that there's something to just losing to a team that's better than you. But they lost to teams that that they were better than. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, right? And I'm not saying that the Mets will lose this series because truthfully, I think they win this series. I think so they do too. I, th- I think they win this series. I'm very concerned about the game tonight, though. I think it's like a lot. Of, I feel like the feeling in Met world is we got Scherzer on the hill. It's already 1-0. Darvish no, has, Dar- I, I mean, so. that's the feeling I get from, from Met fans that I speak to. That like that Scherzer means win. How can Scherzer out of Vino Scherzer out of Vino Diaz is a hard thing to beat is what I get the feeling from F fans. Anyway, my, my question to you is if they do end up losing the series in two games or three, right? What positives did you get from this season from the Mets? The positive. That's not a sarcastic that, question. That's no, a, I, I, I'm I asked, actually I asking. 
I know. I guess the positive would be that, like I said before, it's not same old Nets. You know, they won 100 games and they have a great manager and, and they have the actual financial mobility to improve over there. So I, I think that would be the plus. But, um, and Alonzo really having probably the best season of his career, things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. If, if, if you lose to the Dodgers and, and they just lost to the Braves, lose the division, like I get that those teams are just better than you. And what are you going to do? But not this series, not this series. So, yeah. Or, honestly, not this series or like if, if any, cause they play the Braves next or is the Dodgers next? Give me the Dodgers next. So if they, if they win this series and get swept by the Dodgers, I guess I can't fault them other than just by saying like, you really shouldn't have had to play the Dodgers yet. Or you, you're yes, you shouldn't have had to play the Dodgers. So the CS, yeah, but yeah, because then because because yeah, like we spoke about, if they had won the division, they wouldn't have even had to see. It would be Braves, Dodgers, and then the Mets against who? What are the other reigning teams? The it would be Padres against Cardinals, or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. So well, it would be not the Braves and not the Dodgers. They would have to play their own. Yeah, I, I I just I have this this feeling of confidence that the Braves or the Dodgers are 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 gonna are gonna be the last one standing at the end there. I mean, no one can no one can decide who the best team in baseball is, but it's one of them. Yeah, I well, I agree. And so so who do you like? What do you like tonight? You like the Mets to win tonight? Um, or is there a bet? That yeah, you like? I, I'm not gonna be negative. I was gonna say. I, I'll probably throw a little bit of money on the Padres just because I guess deep down, I kind of like the Padres tonight after seeing you Darvish's line against the Mets, but um, I won't be negative. Yeah. I, I like the Mets tonight. I mean, I mean, why not? You know, they, if Scherzer can go out there and be Scherzer and shove. Uh, yeah. I like, I like the Mets. So I gave the, I gave the stats on um, you Darvish against the Mets this year. I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper and then I guess we'll wrap it up. But I, I think I'm skeptical. I'm going to stay away from this game betting wise. I think, but if I had to, I think I would place the value is in the Padres money line. I think is where the value is because they could easily win this game and you, Darvish could dominate. But Scherzer against Padres this year, he's got one start, six innings pitch, five hits, two runs. I mean, I think if you you sign up for that, you oh, sign 100%. up for that, yeah, so, yeah, because then you go, you can go six innings with Scherzer. And then you, you get the uh, Adovino in the seventh inning, and then Diaz pitch eighth and the ninth. And I think that's a winning recipe. Yeah, five innings. I wonder if that was when he was six innings. Ch- six innings. Oh, oh okay. All so, right. so six innings, five hits, two runs, and then one more stat I'll give on both pitchers: Scherzer against teams that are over five hundred. Uh, he's got sixteen games started, one hundred and two innings, uh, and he has a two point three ERA. Uh, and you Darvish has sixteen games started against teams over five hundred, one hundred and one innings pitched. 3.2 ERA. So both studs. Obviously, Scherzer's a little, I think we all agree Scherzer's better than Darvish, but both very, very top of the rotation guys for any team. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm t- done t- with the Mets. T- tonight's, just watch really, this. T- tonight's really important. It's, I mean, we just outlined it, it is oh, so man. important. It really it, is. This could like, because imagine, imagine losing this game. It's not, it wouldn't just be, I feel like losing this game if you're the Mets is way worse than losing this game for the Padres. Way oh, 100%. worse. 100%. And if I'm the Mets, yeah. I really don't want to start unloading every resource I have to just 
claw my way through this series and then just get run into a brick wall in Los Angeles. I mean, it's be tough. but this, and now I guess this, this will be the last thing I'll say on this series, but do yeah. you, like you said, if you, if you lose this game tonight, then you're saying that I want, I'm putting my entire season in the hands of Chris Bassett. Yeah, yeah, you are. Which you is like, you you, if I told you this in March, that your season would be up to a Chris Bassett start against the Padres at home, like your entire season in in a wild card, you'd be like, well, if you were the Yankees, how would you how would you finagle your your three starters in a, in a wild card series? Which you know, bless the Yankees, they don't have to deal with it. But well, <clears throat> I I think personally, I think that I'm okay with any of the any of the three Yankee starters starting in a, a game three of or game seven. So, so why why not Bassett then? Well, because I think that all three of the Yankee starters have have shown, like I think Derek Cole is obviously their ace. Severino was their ace and has started a huge game before. And Nestor has been their most consistent. So depending on what you value the most. Okay, but when we talk about the three, I would rather have Bassett on the mound in, in a do or die as opposed to uh, Severino. I, would, I, would you not? I, that, but that's not, you have to look at it in perspective of what the team has, I think. And I think the fact that the Mets have two studs, like guys that are paid or, or will be paid like studs and are pictured as absolute elite upper echelon pitchers makes that even worse than the, like the Yankees, like if obviously whoever the Yankees start game one, there's going to be a debate. Someone else should start Whoever they start game three or game seven, there's obviously going to, going to be a different side that says this guy should have started. I think if you're the Mets and I ask you, who do you want starting game set a game seven? The answer is resoundingly Scherzer or DeGrom. I understand that, but it's almost like faulting them because they, they have good pitching. I, I just struggle with, having Scherzer and DeGrom and one of them not being on the mound my season on the line. And I don't think that the Yankees pitching ha- is at this, that same level as Scherzer and DeGrom, even Cole. Like, wonder, so I don't think it's as, as, if, as fireable of an offense or as, as heinous of a, an act to not have any of those guys on the Hill in game seven. I wonder if there's a scenario where in game three, you ask Scherzer to close depending on how much you've used Diaz the two games prior. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, right. Do but I don't think go... he go three or five innings. I mean, but maybe he pitches like the eighth or the ninth. If you, let's say you win tonight, lose tomorrow with Bassett. And then you start to Grom a game three. I think Scherzer's available for two innings of that game. Maybe. Like you yeah. have to be. Like I'm throwing a I'm throwing a uh, two day rest Scherzer over a uh, you know Michael Gibbons. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess so. Or, or ask so, Diaz to pitch three days in a row. Yeah, no, I yeah, hundred percent. I would. I'm not even a close, but like I'd even go Degrom to Adovino to Scherzer to Diaz. Yeah, yeah, no, or something I, like I, that. I think it makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what they they will do. But um, yeah. Well, good luck to the Mets. Yeah. All right, I'm done talking about baseball for now. Let's just move over to football because there's two big games this weekend for our local teams, Jets and Giants. Giants are in London against the Packers with 
You know, sometimes you ever hear the saying like two halves sometimes don't make a whole. You ever hear that? Like in sports terms? No. Like, all right. So like if you have like if you have a one guy at half health or who's like limited and then another guy who's limited, sometimes they don't equate to a whole someone that's healthy. I think that's the case for the Giants. Daniel oh, Jones. Like, yeah. Like when they say you have two quarterbacks, it means you have none. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. 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 Sometimes <sighs> the, I, the way I always was told is two halves sometimes don't make a whole for the Giants. I I'm scared of this game. I think they can get kind of exposed here. Uh, Giants going against the Packers in London. Um, Daniel Jones hobbled off the field, finished the game. He actually was forced to finish the game last week, right? He came in, just did like some very vanilla handoffs after uh, yeah. rolling his ankle, I believe. Yeah. But Packers giving seven and a half uh, in what is, I guess, a home game. We can put in air quotes for the Packers, but um Giving seven and a half, I think again, I think Daniel Jones is going to be very limited. Why do you um, say that? Why do why do you say a home game? I mean, because they're technically the home team. It's just technically. Oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. Like because I, I uh, well, yeah, because like the other day I was like, which team had to forfeit a home game? And then now I remembered it's 17 games. So I guess they both did. Yeah. Yep. So yep. um well, I don't know. You're a big Aaron Rodgers guy or maybe formerly big Aaron Rodgers guy. I don't even know where you stand with that, but my, my initial stance is that I think this is a spot where uh, the giant, like I think the giants need to, this is a prove it week. Like, are you really three and one or are you really been a fluke to get to three and one? Well, do we have any reason to believe Daniel Jones is going to play? Who else is going to play? <laughs> Louis um, Tyra Taylor's out for it no, with what, injury. What's his name? Um, <clears throat> Jet giant legend. Oh, Davis Webb. No, I, from everything I've seen says that Daniel Jones will play, but maybe just limited in with his legs. Remember, we spoke about that in the last pod. How I said, oh, maybe this could be a good thing because uh, he can be forced to stay in the pocket and not yeah, like, make Aaron I, throws. Yes, but I, I yeah, I guess he is off the injury report. But I, I also remember earlier in the week hearing, oh, this might be a couple weeks. But um, he yeah, actually, I mean, he actually looks good at practice. I'm watching a, a clip right now. No, no game stat. This is uh, an hour or. Yeah, about an hour ago, maybe two hours ago. Daniel Jones received no game status, and he'll play Sunday against the Packers. But, like, he's good to go, and he's probably all taped up, and he's probably been rehabbing all week. But, like, maybe he's at, what, 80%, 85%. I wouldn't be stunned if they just make him a pocket passer Yeah, this I, week. I, I wouldn't consider this a prove-it game. I think this game is uh, almost a wash. Because uh, Really? Pr- prove what? Daniel Jones on one leg? What is there to prove? I mean, have the Packers looked? Like world beaters? No, but I don't think there's any way they lose this game. Well, didn't we say that last week? About the Patriots? Uh, well, yeah, they won. They won by barely. Yeah, by this game. As bad, game. About, about as barely as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill the Giants if, if they don't look good with their quarterback at, you know, like you said, maybe 70%. And I mean Yeah, but I, I mean I think this I think this is one where the score can tell the story a lot. Like if the Giants hang with the Packers, even with all their injuries, I mean, like Kadarius Tony's still out. Um, they have a whole bunch, a whole slew of injuries. But um, obviously, like if they get blown out by the Packers, uh, I mean, I well, yeah, no one's going to be stunned. But yeah, if if this game goes the way that the Patriots Packers game went last week, uh, yeah, I think you feel good. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like there's a way the Giants could lose this game and still be like, okay, we can hang with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Like, at the end of the week, you'll say, yeah, you know, 
we're, we're, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. We can hang with these teams, which I don't know how you feel about the Packers, but I still think as long as you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you'll be competitive in the playoff scope of things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, what do you like in pick-wise pick, pick wise in this game? We're going to do our picks tomorrow officially or Saturday morning, but well, what do you uh, like for this game? Packers minus eight is kind of tough. Um, I, I think that if Daniel Jones was at full health, I, I would take the Giants there, even if it was minus six and a half or minus six or whatever it might have been with, with a healthy Daniel Jones. Um, I could see the Packers winning by 10. Uh, Me I'll, too. I'll, that, I'll take, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I would take Green Bay, but there's no way I'm betting that line. Well, I would say the max that I would – oh, you don't think? You're not taking eight? I think I would I'm take – I'm not actually going to, but if I had to go one way or the other, I like the Packers. Okay, so I think I would take this line even if it was nine and a half because I think that they could win this game by 10, the Packers. Yeah, well, they should. They should. Yeah, so I, I think we're both on the Packers there. Let's get right into the Jets then. I don't think there's much more to say about the Giants. Yeah. I mean, we why, know why we know doesn't Barkley. Green Bay just run the ball? I don't understand. It's so because I think and I think this is a I've I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy. Obviously, I'm in awe of his talent and what he does on the football field, but just on a personal level, just not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I mean, just never have been. Um, but I think it's a lot of like a me, me, me kind of thing at this point. Like, I'm Aaron Rodgers, you listen to me, and if I want to throw the ball, I'm going to throw the ball. Sure, but all he talks about is how, like, uh, my ego's been dissolved, and I have nothing but... It, it, like he just... Yeah, that's that's BS, I think. <laughs> I think that's just total BS. Like, And I think my read on him is that he is a BSer. Like, he just BSes... Like, his whole... The whole Vax thing. Like, don't... Obviously, don't care about if he gets Vaxxed or not. That, that's not what I'm saying. Don't want to even get into that. But like when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and kind of just said, yeah, I was just doing it because I think the media is annoying. Like what a jerk. Yeah. Like, like you the see, media is annoying, but like, who is Who are you to make this weird stand? Did you see uh, the, the Caleb Presley, Aaron Rodgers interview? No, I didn't. It was very funny. Uh, send do, it to me. I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I like watch, watching his interviews. He's hilarious. Rogers. No, no K- Caleb Presley. No, I, I no, I don't. You know who that is? But, no, I don't. <laughs> you ever see the barstool guy with the long hair and the mustache and he does like silly one-on-one like intense interviews? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm not, not really a big hilarious. barstool guy. No, me like, neither. Yeah, like, send he, it to me. He transcends, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, let's get into the Jets off of a, a gigantic win. Yeah, week. no, that was a... I the, the one thing I'll say about that win and obviously huge, I don't want them to like hang their hat on that and say, oh, look, look what we did. Look what Zach Wilson has done. Like, no, I want you to continue doing not exactly that, because I don't think that that's like a that's going to be one of probably his best games of his career or best comebacks of his career, maybe at when it's all said and done. It's for talking about Zach Wilson and Salah, I guess. But like, I think I want to see bigger things like the Jets are home against the Dolphins who are starting their backup quarterback. If you're a if you're home against a backup quarterback coming off of a win, you should win that game. No, they're not going to win the game. But like you oh, said about I the disagree. Giants, I disagree. Like you said, we'll, we'll get into picks and we can argue about that after. Uh, but like you said about the Giants, this is another game that I kind of see as a, kind of a kind of a prove it scenario where you, you get a break with two being out. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I know you don't. Um, He's just a backup to me. But but they're still loaded, you know. So yeah, I but, think but if like, the Jets can they? hang in there, I'd still feel yes, of course they are. 
I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, sure. Mike Gusecki hasn't done a thing. They have Raheem Mostert and uh, Chase Edmonds on offense who they're okay. They're nothing to write home about. But, like, I, like, I feel like if you can take away their those long plays and force Teddy to do short completion after short completion after short completion, you can get away with him making a couple mistakes, I think. And I think that's what they the plan should be. You like the Jets in this game? I do. I think they win this game. Oh, I, I couldn't. I, I'm not. I'm gonna bet against the Jets. Uh, I mean, I I never. I don't like to bet against my teams, but I think the Jets. I like what I. I think the Jets have, like, playmaker wise, and like maybe their scheme is the issue. But I love their playmakers, and I think they. This is a totally different. I think it's a very high powered offense with Zach Wilson there, and I think they they can score. This is like a good offense. And the defense is, if I to me, good offense plus decent defense against a backup quarterback is my equation. I just refuse to be a prisoner of what that fourth quarter was. Uh, but not even that. Like I, I still think, like I don't know. I I just I can't get past the being at home after a huge win against a backup. I think that just is three checks to me. That I'll regardless of what the teams are, I think I'll always take that. If the Jets win this game, I see them in a completely different light than I do right now. Well, well, that's that was my next question because I was going to ask, okay, so if the Jets win this, are you closer to thinking they're, okay, wow, they're actually a lot better than I thought? Or would you be closer to like, okay, they won, but it was against a backup. Like, do it against a real good team I'd with be, their I'd, with their full roster. I would be closer to like, oh, my God, the Jets might actually be turning a corner here. So then that means you're you're really high on the Dolphins then. It's a combination of I'm just not sold on the Jets or anything about the Jets yet, and I still just think the the Dolphins are, are the better team, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Mm, I don't know. I think I think I just am not sold on Teddy, and I don't think like I think it's bold. I, on the flip side of it, I think it's quite bold to bet on a backup quarterback on the road for their first start. So if if two is playing. You like you like the oh, Dolphins, easily to, the win, Dolphins. To, to win by how many points? Like what's the, would, what's the actual the, point discrepancy between Teddy Bridgewater and Tua in your mind? To, in my mind, there the Jets are what's what's the line on the Jets right now? The Jets line. I see it at three. Pl- I see plus three and a half. I think that Tua gets set up to seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like before, like minus injury, I minus six and a half on the road. I think the Dolphins would be. I think so too. Yeah, right around. Yeah. There. So, and in that sense, I I think I would take the Dolphins giving the points because I think with Tua they're a touchdown better. But I think the Jets can hang with the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Definitely, I don't. I wouldn't I, be stunned by I it. I think they can hang too, but I just I just feel like that's the ceiling for this week. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm I guess part of that part of me saying that is just my pride and thinking that I think that that I'm very very high on Zach Wilson. The highest I've been on a Jet quarterback in a long time. Ever. Like, and, and ever. Not, not that there's ever been – again, yeah, you're, you're right. Not that there's ever been anyone else of even note, really. But, um, yeah, uh, one one more thing I guess we could kind of relating to this, but one plus in the NFL. I guess – should I save it till tomorrow? I'll save it till tomorrow. I'm going to leave a cliffhanger. What, what was it? What, what, no, I no, no. I didn't, I'm hear, leave- well, I didn't even hear the tease. I – Something in relation to the NFL and Tua situation again, but I'll I'll wait till our episode tomorrow where we go around the whole league. 
Okay, fine. Okay, so let's get out of here. Let's go watch some playoff baseball to watch. Currently, it is 0-0 in the Rays-Guardians game. <laughs> and, I'm, uh, star- I'm staring at the Jets-Dolphin game just because I still have it up on my phone on one of these apps. And uh-huh. I just I just watched the uh, the line go from three to three and a half. Like it just like oh maybe people are listening to us and they're like oh yeah. my god people are gonna start putting money on the they do call me the whale sometimes <laughs> yeah but <laughs> but yeah. all right that's it for this one uh, we'll be back probably uh, tomorrow morning with a around the league preview solely football maybe we'll probably have to get into some some met notes if they if things go south but uh, we'll be back uh, as always send us any questions on Instagram. Reach out to us, interact with us, um, and thanks for listening. Go Mets.